0: This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au.
1: The bicycle is the most civilised conveyance known to man. Other forms of transport grow daily more nightmarish. Only b- the bicycle remains pure in heart. And that's from Iris Murdoch. Well, we know where we're going But we don't know where we've been And we know what we're knowing But we can't say what we've seen Yes, we're on the road to somewhere. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on 3CR. Podcasting, streaming, or listening on that AWA transistor in the kitchen on 855 on the AM dial. Many thanks to Amy Goodman, Democracy Now, for that uh, catch-up with things and events that are happening in America, with outside the mainstream media, of course. I've got a bit of a show coming up. I've got a... um, Guest who I love having back and returning, Nick Dowd from Melbourne Bug. Good morning, Nick. Morning, Val. Now, we're going to have most of the show we're going to be trying to concentrate. I know this is six months in advance or a little bit longer than six months in advance, but in October this year, you'll be having a local council election. So we'll be talking about a couple of the changes to electoral boundaries and changes in voting systems and... What we, or let's, we're just going to have a look at it and see what it implies for a lot of different things, especially around bicycle infrastructure. But first, we're going to slide in a bit of personality and we're going to talk about a bike moment. Nick, have you got something to share with us?
0: I don't know about personality, but... Um, no, I'm
1: oh, sorry, <laughs> personhood.
0: <laughs> yesterday, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I haven't got one of those. Yesterday, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yesterday, I took the dog down the Brighton Dog Beach by train and cargo bike. And um, then I wanted to get back to the city in time for the Palestine Rally, which is every Sunday at 12 o'clock. And uh, so I was in a bit of a hurry and I got to St Kilda and there's a St Kilda festival and I thought, oh no. But uh, actually there were little gaps in the barriers everywhere. There were no cars anywhere, no trams. The traffic lights were all flashing orange. You could just flash right through St Kilda and come out the other side in no time flat. So I got, got, from the, I got up to the city in 40 minutes. That was a very nice ride.
1: There you go. Sometimes things help. (laughs) And look, just branching on a couple of little bike moments, taking your line there on um, cargo bikes. um, Look, sometimes um, I I can come up with anecdotal evidence about something that's happening and whether it's a trend or not. Um, Where I live, I live close to a little park called Burnley Park. It's not at Alexander Gardens. It's not a high traffic throughput or anything like that. And I'm going to say it's a pretty conservative sort of area, really, in a lot of ways. Plenty of grey. That's the voters we're talking about. I know. And um, I'm just walking the dog, so I'm taking the dog in. And as I enter the park at one stage, I get passed by mum and dad, both on um, small wheel um, cargo bikes carrying children, I turn around to face the other way and there's a little bit of a bike park that um, crosses the park from the Arab uh, from the Richmond Boulevard back into uh, Bendigo Street or Richmond there and there's somebody in a back vest, two kids in the front and the other partner I presume trailing behind and I thought, God, isn't this strange how things start to come in a rush? I, this is this is not a regular occurrence in my local park, but I just look at it and then, I mean, I ride around a fair bit, it's just the growing numbers of people switching to a much more sustainable, non-damaging transport method, especially kids, families with young kids. It's just in the last three or four years, I know I've been spooking about this for years, but just that little siding in the park just keeps bringing it home to me. How much this can be a game changer. And how
0: people like riding where there's no cars. That's why they're there as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, cargo bikes, then electric cargo bikes. Yes. And all the improvements to bike lanes, yep. small as they are, is probably the three big reasons for what you're seeing, I would say.
1: Yeah. And uh, And the infrastructure being built and... The, you know I'm going to say that the language being toned out a bit, but we'll talk about that later because sometimes the language seems to be ramping up on the other side, just <laughs> i'm I'm crossing the road here, Victoria parade waiting for the red light, and there's what do they call those little scooters you know the Italian ones oh, vespers We're, vespers, the two people on the Vespa and snuggled up in between their legs on the floor, a little white samoid. So I'm going down the centre of Victoria Parade with the little doggy city on the on the footwell. Something to see.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um Look, a little bit of news. Um, just quickly, if you haven't tried the Bay Trail south of Williamstown in the last couple of months or last year, I recommend you give it a shot. There's now a much better link between... I'm trying to remember the last spot it is, but the boardwalk's been finished all the way to Point Cook now.
0: Down near Skeleton Creek, um, west of Skeleton Creek, I think it is.
1: Yeah, and it gives you a much better view of the Chetland Wetlands,
0: which I think is on, um,
1: is it Ramstar, one of the uh, international um, lists. The wetlands down there is a migratory um, bird place. And look, it has, um, if you've never done the ride, it's a great ride to do.
0: Yeah, I was there last week. It's one of my favourites. Oh, yep. That's the first place the dog got. I took her on an off lead run when I got her at two years of age. Yeah. And
1: yeah. if you've never seen a, you know, an expanse of big sky, nothing from horizon to horizon, mm-hmm. it is the most wonderful view of Port Phillip Bay.
0: Mm, it's um, great dog beach at Altona too. Yeah, great dog beach at Altona.
1: T- and look, there are some great amenities along the way. I do recommend it. It's a great ride. And it's one of those there and back. Um, but look, you can always get on the train at Point Cook if you want to. And there's in, there's a track in between too, I think.
0: Yeah, I so, usually get the train either to uh, uh, Williams Landing or go a stop further to... Um Hoppers Crossing. Hoppers Cor- yeah. And then just ride back in. Yeah. Do it what? when there's a southwesterly wind.
1: <laughs> and if the northerly winds you go you ride from Wim and you get the train at Point Cook and come home because you'll battle that wind all the way. Um and just as a brief aside, there's a court case going on in Wadonga at the moment, so it hasn't finished. Um but the evidence this is about a um What uh, road statistics call same-direction collision in that a car ran straight into the back of a cyclist and killed the cyclist. Allegedly. Allegedly, going about 80 kilometres an hour. But the evidence before the court, and the court case isn't finished, So, but uh, the fact that four messages were sent and received within two minutes of hitting the um, cyclist is just a reminder. Try and concentrate on driving. Um because these things have a devastating effects. October 2024. There's a big change in the way you will be electing your local councillor. I'm going to say that not every council has gone this way. I think there are a couple, one that's under administration, and I'm not sure whether they're voting or not. But most of what's going to happen, if you live in a council where you've had a... Uh, say three councillors elected from one ward, that will change in this election to that ward being broken up into three different electorates, so there'll be three different campaigns in those. single-member electorates. Single-member electorates. Okay. I'll just give you a couple of examples, something that I know from um, where I live. Um, I live in what is now known the Melbourne Ward of... Um, Yarra City Council, that'll be broken up. Oh, look, I've forgotten the names, all new names for the electorate, so I'll be now in the um, Boulevard uh, Ward. And just to give you a couple, let's go back to 2000, the last council elections. Um, Melbourne Ward had about 26,000 people in Most of the wards in Yarra fit around that figure, either 25, 25 and a half, a little bit over 26 so that was elected. Those three people came out of Melbourne Ward on a preferential, oh my, a proportional voting system. Now they're going to be changed to electorates. I've looked at them They in my area. They're averaging about uh, 8,500 an electorate. So somewhere around there. Think of the original figure just split in three. And that will now go to preferential voting instead.
0: Winner takes all. Oh, it's
1: winners takes all, Well, it? it's
0: preferential, but there's only one winner.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah. No, you're right, it's preferential.
1: Preferential. Yeah. Winner takes all is in England, whereas... I That's get, first
0: past the post. Yes,
1: yeah, sorry, which I keep confusing <laughs> with. Yeah. Um,
0: look, this... I uh, think
1: we've just lost half of the, the listeners. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, this is... Um, I'm going to say this. I find this one of the things that has to be understood about why... This change in the voting system will change the councillors you get. Hmm. Um, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to keep using 2020. Probably not a good year because we're. Uh, I can't remember the month of the election. It must have been an October, uh, September October election, and I'm pretty sure we were under lockdown for most of the campaign. So of that. Um, of the twenty six uh, thousand enrolled, in my ward the turnout was a little bit under seventy percent. I've had a look at the other wards just in um, in Yarra, and they are all pretty much the same, ranging from seventy two to sixty eight percent turnout. I'm not sure whether that's postal voting, or I'm not sure whether people had disappeared or or what happened, but that. I haven't got anything to compare it to, so I'm not 100% sure. And of that turnout, I'm looking still at Melbourne Ward. The two top picks got, I think, 16 and 14% of first preferences. I think uh, Herschel Gibbs, the last councillor elected in my ward, I think was about 8.6%. of Is that Hersch- Herschel Lands? Herschel Lands, sorry. Yeah. Was about 86 How
0: much of a difference is this going to make just on those numbers? Well, this change was introduced by the ALP government. The state government controls local councils through the parliament and um, everybody thinks it was done to advantage the Labor Party because they'll be more able to win single-member electorate votes and it'll disenfranchise those people who got a a smaller vote but nevertheless represent a segment of the community. Yeah. I think the big message really is that, and you said it's six months off, that's not really long enough to get ready for an effective campaign. We've got to start yesterday. The big message is that it's a new landscape and makes it a lot harder. We, we've got nothing to predict by. We don't know how it's going to work. We really don't know what's going to happen. And so we have to work harder and smarter than ever. Um, and uh, we're going to talk a bit. Uh, can I talk about the Donald Trump people? <laughs> that later. Um, well, so, look at, it, it, well. I think it's a good lead-in, actually. Um, okay.
1: So, why don't I lead off with um, what Nick's talking about? Is a um, look. I'm I'm just going to read from um, Dean Hurlison, the president of um, um, Council Watch. Council bureaucracy is strangling the goodwill of our communities. Rates are ever increasing and service standards are lower than ever. There are far more of us than them. I mean, we can break down this, this later. Sadly, we are in an ideological war. Are they meant to serve us or are we their puppets for radical social policy? Local democracy and the right to be heard is not negotiable. CEOs and executives are drunk on power despite being unelected. This must all radically change. That is a very conservative look at life, isn't it?
0: You know, it's hard to disagree with a little bit of that. Well, I mean, I think that's quite true. A lot of municipal CEOs and a lot of councillors are completely snowed.
1: When you're talking about the DT effect, this is exactly, I'm going to say, a great propagandist from last century – Always highlighted. You've got to have a little bit of truth in there. Well, You've got to have a little bit of emotional tug that local democracy and the right to be heard is non-negotiable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have a problem being heard. We have a no. problem being listened to. But, um, yeah, so you're right. There, there's that element in there. But it's ba- And the reason I referred to Donald Trump is because they are basically populists who are feeding off any dissatisfaction that they can... Find about local government. Yeah.
1: Or you actually create those divisions yourself.
0: Well, yeah. So the take home message for us is that they are anti bike lanes, they don't like bikes, and they are anti apartment buildings. They're anti more people. Yep. And why am I talking about wanting more people? Because that's how you get more bikes, basically, <laughs> and fewer cars.
1: <laughs> so uh, the only. Uh I went through their website a fair bit, actually. I'm sorry, Nick, that was horrible. You've, you pulled me down some rabbit hole. I got away from it at the end. The only radical social policies that I could find that they actually name in anything is uh, the clampdown of burning wood in inner suburbs as far as particulate matter, bike lanes on busy roads. That they, was. That's, they don't like? They don't like. That's one of the other radical social policies. Hmm. and CEO pays, they're to be quite um, – I know we're getting off the topic. They're very focused on the CEO pay and local councils for some reason. Yeah, because
0: that's an easy button to press so that people yeah. listen to them. I mean, I had a lengthy dialogue with one of those people she's listed on their website, who lives in Merrybeck, about an apartment building. And I had a lengthy dialogue on Twitter with her just to see what she could come up with, and it was nothing. She didn't have anything substantive at all, and she was quite wrong on most things. So these people will just spray all this stuff around to get their candidates elected on the basis of whatever discontent they can manage. So the new electoral system might put a a, a spanner in their spokes, we hope. Um, I think in some places, like in your area in Yarra, the Greens will probably get a lot of seats. Yeah. They've got a majority at the moment. Um, I wanted to ask you, by the way, what's your verdict after towards the end of the term of having a majority Greens Council? Have we seen big improvements in Yarra? How would you mark them?
1: How would I mark them? Mm. Yarra Council. Look, I'm probably a little bit different from most people. Um, I don't have any problems with my local council. Um, If I'm talking about uh, my own personal uh, relations uh, and dealings with the council, I must admit I cannot find any fault for them. I am always thankful because of geography, I think, closest to inner city, And because of the makeup of the Yarra City Council, I think actually we have got one of the fastest growing youth populations in Victoria. We have got, in Yarra, we have one of the most, if not the most diverse council in Victoria. Um, and I think on aspects, and I'm, I'm speaking purely from a personal point of view here, that, um, the I uh, and it's not just Perth. I mean, yeah, a Council, one of the first councils to actually get a bike modal share above ten percent, and that happened, I think, fifteen years
0: ago. So the current Greens-dominated council, how many kilometres of protected bike lanes have gone in in this term? I'm going to s- haven't seen any.
1: There, there, there are none. But um, if I can, you can't count the Elizabeth Street one because that was already there.
0: Well, at least they voted to keep it. That vote True. was went through. Yes. That was a plus.
1: And that was a kickback. There was a fairly strong resonant mm. um, campaign run to shelve that Absolutely. and have ditched that. Mm. Um, I I think you're right, Nick. I think there's a lot more to be done.
0: Yeah, right. So I mean in terms of and and why it's why we're we talking about local elections at all is because, because of if you're not infrastructure. Aw- if, well if you're not aware Local councils are hugely important. Obviously, so is the state government, and they both play a role. But if you look at the city of Port Phillip, where there was a slam dunk case for protected bike lanes down Kerford Road, it's a huge, wide roads, oh, way yeah. too many traffic lanes, etc., that was killed off by the councillors. And the state government could have just come in and done it anyway. But basically, they said to us, "Look, we're not willing to go against the council." Yeah, um, and uh, you know. Um, So that's why we have to focus on this to get these outcomes. And if you compare it to my area, which is the city of Melbourne, where we've seen kilometres and kilometres of bike lanes built in in this term of council, and that's going to continue. Uh, It's behind schedule, mostly because of the state government. Uh, That's going to continue, but you know we're facing election two. And by the way, in the city of Melbourne, the electoral system doesn't change, and it's a very special city of Melbourne system, but basically nine of the 11 councils elected on one ticket. Yep. In a, in a Senate-style proportional yep. representation, and that's not changing. Um, but uh, we, you know, we the Greens have got a couple of seats, and there's been a, a majority of pro bike councillors, but it's not assured. So we have to fight in Melbourne as well. Yeah. How much has it got to
1: do? I mean, I'm just I'm speaking off the top of my bed here. Yarra Council has had a good bicycle infrastructure program. I'm, I'm talking over the last twenty years, and we're highlighting actually this last term. Um, oh, sorry, i forgot where I'm going. Um, how they? I'm gonna. Sorry, Nick. I'm gonna you have want to take re- a different tack. No, look, I'm. I've I'm, I'm, forgotten where I'm going to with this.
0: Unfortunately, the with the, with just while you're thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, you know, um, if, if you've if you've if we've emphasised enough the importance of these elections that are coming up to the outcomes that we want, um, what are we going to do about it? And I think the answer is your local bug is the point organisation. Um, Just going back to uh, City of Port Phillip, for example, the bug has got strong relationships with non-cycling organisations that are pissed off with this uh, conservative program that we've been talking about, Uh, and they've had a number of very bad councillors, and we need to tip them out. So the bugs are the points. Um, and get onto your bug, join your bug, and, and ask them what they're doing about local government elections and help.
1: Yeah. That, and first off, find out actually where you are. what, oh no, which what council you're in, that's which, a good start. Which yeah. council is in. Well, if 30% of people
0: can't return a postal vote... It's, well, I think uh, 70% is not a bad percentage, actually. It's compulsory. Yeah, but I think it's still not bad.
1: Well, I've, I've, yes, I make mean, something worse. I'm just off the top of my head. They had a couple of by elections in England the other day, and I think the turnout was about thirty two percent. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I can see where you're coming from.
0: I think it's higher in local government because you, it's the level of government where you can have probably most of an effect. There's the least amount of money in the campaign? Yep. And the stakes, you know, that the oil major, com- the major oil companies, are not interested in local government elections, whereas they are interested in federal elections, and no. even at the state level, there's a lot of money. And
1: so, over the years, the commitment of the Liberal Party and the Labor Party to actually stand to candidates in some councils has dropped off.
0: Yeah, talking about that. So we've 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 evaluated the Greens in Yarra. Um, they generally vote for bike things. Labor Party or Labor Party associated candidates, because you're right, they often haven't endorsed, but they they still stand. There were two Labor Party tickets in the city of Melbourne that both elected one councillor. Say that again. Um, uh, Local, uh, in terms of Labor Party candidates. Yeah. um, Some of them are good and some of them are very bad. Um, So you've got to look carefully into into what they're saying.
1: Yeah. And
0: what, um,
1: how many of, um, let, 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 let's take Yarra, that means, you know, To just to rephrase it, if you're running as a group, either um, um, the Greens or last council election, there was a party called Yarra First, which was, yes, I've seen. <laughs>
0: the Donald Trump party of that election. Well, I,
1: I know, and if you should, should have seen the poster. Make actually. Yarra Great Again? A, if you've not seen the poster, I mean, Make First is actually a, uh, a throwback to uh, Randolph Hearst and Charles Lindemann in the 1920s in um, America, isolationist, you know, anti-immigrant, um, very much a forbinger of um, uh, Mr. Donald Trump. So even that language. So obviously, if you're Greens, and let's t- take the Greens, you're having to run nine candidates. Although that shouldn't be a problem. I and mean, they a couple of uh, the wards say won two of the three seats.
0: Yeah, but they might they might have stood two candidates in some seats. And you're right, now they have yeah. to find nine candidates. Candidates. Um and it's very gonna be very hard to work out which of the seats that they're more that you're more likely to win, whatever group you're supporting, where to put your best people, where to put most of your effort. Yeah. And we need the best minds available to yeah. help with this. Um
1: It'll be, interesting. it'll be interesting to watch because I look at my three councils at the moment, There, I could nearly put them in an area on that map. So it'll be really interesting to see. Look, we better move on a bit. What else do we need to really concentrate on
0: this? In terms of uh, local government elections, well, I mean, I think the other thing is the quality of candidates. So one of the things about um, Council Watch is that they are actively supporting candidates of, of their ilk um and and giving them a lot of assistance um and if you look at the federal election where a bunch of the so-called teal independents were elected they had a lot of logistical support um from climate 200 and i think as bugs as as cyclist cyclist advocates we need to think about um look around for good candidates and encourage people to stand um you know herschel lands that you mentioned got up third as very pro bike and has done good work on council um and uh You know, people like that are like Gold. uh, He had a base. He'd been the uh, significant in the Traders' Association in Bridge Road and so on. So, yeah, it's looking for candidates, encouraging them to stand and giving them support um, is what we need to be thinking about now, six months out.
1: Yeah. Look, in a lot of ways, I look at this sometimes and I think, you know, I've got to – half idea that actually in a lot of cases we need to relocalize or decentralize in a lot of ways um, in that actually I know this can you know be sound like I want to balkanize the whole of in you know, a city Melbourne but so you're going to say something?
0: Oh, the Republic of Vera. But I was trying to think of the name of your ward, uh, Melba. No, the Republic of Melba.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm actually now in Boulevard. I'm a little bit terrified by that. I know. I'm uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, they kept the original four names, the three names, and added the others. I was a little bit disappointed they didn't come up with some better names. But I mean, that's just me being a little bit of a pedant. I think. Um, oh, sorry, Nick. I've lost my point there now. Um, Are getting more local? Well, I would actually think that that actually gives the local people a a better say. The problem is getting the candidate,
0: though, isn't it? See, the thing is, the situation in Melbourne is that we've built this pretty stupid city. You know, we've got a whole lot of fixed rail and not enough people to use it, so it doesn't run very often and it's expensive. Um, And, you know, all that was laid down around single-family detached dwellings on their own block of land and then the car came along and we're basically in a very difficult situation because the people who live in those places a, a very dear friend of mine who rides a bike everywhere and so does her family lives in brunswick is complaining about an apartment building going up somewhere where there's no height limit there's no residences nearby she says oh there's too many people already yeah. well, well well okay so we're going to build more houses in in deer park or somewhere yeah. uh in uh, another friend of mine who's wanted a house and he's moved out to um or somewhere up near Sunbury, you know, and so the, the problem is that if you get too local, you're not looking at the big picture, which is where yeah. are we going to house people and how's that going to work in terms of transport outcomes, yeah, and so on. The so state government has taken a tiny step to say, as of right, you can build apartments within a certain distance of, of some railway stations, but they've chosen just a few zones and they're a long way from the city centre, yeah. whereas in New South Wales, anywhere near fixed rail. Anywhere in Sydney, you can build an apartment. Yeah. And a lot of locals won't like it. No. You know, but they don't like it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think <laughs> there's a balance here. Yeah. Um, and local representation, we'll always have it. We'll always have our local councils. Yeah. And unlike what Council Watch says, we will have a say. Yeah. But I think, you know, the state has a huge role to play in, in moderating across that. all of those concerns. Concerns. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, look, I think, uh, you know, a lot of those things are just will get clearer the day, as you get closer to the day. Unfortunately, Nick, that's all we've got time for. Um, very fam- thanks for coming in. That's oh, always fun. Yeah, it's always good to have you in talking about um, things that should and maybe and might happen. You take care. And next month, I think, is um, Shebop, but stay tuned.